This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influences Broadcast Network presents Best Practice in Accounting. Brought to you by Dext. Welcome to our Best Practice in Accounting show. I'm Rob Brown. On behalf of the Accounting Influencers Podcast Network, we have shows going out every day of the week. On Monday, it's Success in Accounting. That's our flagship show. Tuesday is Insights in Accounting, where we take a little aspect of the news and give you some expert commentary on it. Wednesday is our Influencers in Accounting deep dive interview show. Thursday, which is today's show, this is Best Practice in Accounting from the trenches, what really works for accounting practitioners in their firms. And our Friday show is UK Matters in Accounting. That's obviously a very UK-focused show. I'm thrilled to have with me today one of our guest hosts. It's Will Farnell. Hello, Will. Hi, Rob. Nice to see you again. It's, it's great to see you too, Will. And we've got you fresh out of Accountex North, the Manchester show. Accountex, our regular listeners will know, here in the UK at least, is one of the biggest brand shows, events for the accounting and fintech space. You were there yesterday in Manchester, big show, lots of seminars, lots of vendors, and you were part of a panel that you want to talk about today. Tell us the topic of that panel and why it's important. Thanks, Rob. It was a great show yesterday, and uh, one of two panels that I was involved in uh, was around the topic of failure to implement and really looking at why is it that sometimes accounting firms struggle to really implement the changes that they want to, whether that be new processes, new uh, new business models, new pieces of technology, and really looking at kind of real life experiences in terms of why things don't work and, and what the barriers are to, to us being able to implement the change that that we we tell ourselves that, that we want to deliver. And the backdrop here is the word VUCA. Uh, you can Google VUCA, all of you lovely listeners, but it stands for volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And whatever there was before the pandemic, it's definitely 10x and accelerated the, the need for change, the rapid rate of change. So accountants who are not traditionally known for their agility and their willingness to pivot on a dime have been asked to make quicker decisions and push through implementation of various projects much more quickly than they might feel comfortable with. So in today's environment, Will, of complexity and change, this is a very important topic, isn't it? It is indeed. And, and the fact you mentioned the pandemic, I think, is, is a great place to start this, this conversation, because what the pandemic showed us is that we can do it. So we can make these changes and we can make them very quickly. We can be very agile. The frustration is it takes a catalyst like a pandemic to do that or it's a regulatory change that becomes the catalyst for that change or what i hope we start to see is clients talking with their feet for firms that that are not making the changes that they really need to but that's that's perhaps a longer way off than than uh, it needs to be to drive people to do the things they need but we we take the pandemic as an example and flexible working working from home firms were able to make that change in a matter of days. And, and I would argue that if that was a, uh, a strategic business decision by a multi-partner firm, if they ever got to a point of agreeing it, it would be a five-year cycle 
to, to kind of get to the point of agreement and have dealt with the risk management and and all of the other hurdles that they would they would put in the way of being able to get to the point of implementing something of that magnitude yet we could do it in a week it's funny accountants they are known for being risk averse rightly so so the sheer amount of due diligence they would put into a major technology project uh, acquiring some new tech or changing the business model whatever it is it would as you say take a lot of time but you've heard stories like i have of decisions that would normally take 12 24 months have been turned around in a matter of days and it's astonishing what can be done with the right impetus isn't it yeah it's all about that appetite and and desire to want to make it happen so as a as accountants we have a choice we can make a choice to change or we can make a choice not to change um, and sometimes it's it's those curveballs with those catalysts that that kind of give us that drive to to say actually we've got to make that change so we're going to make it happen. Um, so when it's a choice, it really is simple. It's like how how do we how do we have enough impetus and momentum for it to be the right thing for us to to do? And a lot of the things that I talked about in the panel session yesterday were was around the drivers for change and how we frame that change. And and one of the one of the we but we kind of did a straw poll at the end in terms of what are the things that stop people making change what are the things that lead to a failure to implement and i'm sure it'll be no surprise that the number one uh, uh result of that poll was time and um, and of course the answer to time is that time isn't the problem prioritization is the problem because we will never have enough time so for me, when we when we do these things, you you kind of have to treat them as as projects. When you're you're doing something that's fundamental that requires new systems, new processes, if you don't treat it as a project, which means it's got a finite end date, it's got a finite budget, um, and you dedicate the resource to it, you will always have that problem of time because there will always be something that's more important. So the fact that I think it was probably ninety percent of the audience put their hands up and said time is the thing that stops us implementing. Um, and that's easily solved because it's not time, it's prioritise it. So prioritise it higher and you're going to deliver that change. Um, the other one that that was uh, that was really interesting was uh, we, we kind of went round to the audience and said, does anybody think of anything that we missed? And we had a couple and the one that stood out for me was somebody said it's fear of change. Um, so the, the challenge that I leveled back to, to that, that answer was that, but it's a fear of making the change. Try and turn it on its head and think about what happens if you don't make the change? Because that's sometimes as as big, if not a bigger fear than if you don't actually make the change that, that you want to. And, and the other thing was around reframing the way we view change, because too often it's we're going to change our software, we're going to change our process. And for me, we shouldn't be making any change if there's not a direct or indirect benefit to our clients in doing so. And the one thing that I've I've learned from working with hundreds of firms over the last few years is there is one common factor in every accounting firm that I visit. And it's whoever the team member is within that firm, everybody cares about the client. So it's kind of almost built into the accountant's DNA that actually we really care about our clients. So if we accept that we're only making change when it has a direct or indirect benefit on the client and all of our team really care about the client, then we need to frame any change in terms of what's the benefit to the client. So what's either the direct impact that it's going to have or what's the indirect impact because by us working smarter means we've got more time to spend with our clients or we can deliver the service more efficiently for them. So framing it in that way means you're going to get the buy-in that you need from, from your, your team because change isn't down to one person.
It's, it's much more than that. And too frequently, decisions on changes that need to be made are from a tactical perspective, head down. We've got a gap. We need to fill it with some tech. We've got a problem. We need to fill it with a solution rather than heads up, thinking more strategically about the wider business and where that fits into what we've already got, what we've already doing. And to your point, how does it benefit the client? And so much of it is about that when when we need this, this impetus for change, so much of it comes back to how clearly defined are we in terms of what our vision is, what our purpose is as a, as a business, because that has to drive it. So if, if we, if we really surface the purpose and what it is we're there to do as a business, then we start to get those levers because the thing about purpose is that, that we, we really get it. And if we believe in it, it's going to drive behavior. So sometimes just being really clear on what it is we're, we're actually trying to achieve. And if it is that, that client bit that everybody cares about the client, then that should be driving the, the behaviors. It should be driving the things that we choose to do and in ensuring that we deliver them in the way that we want to. And who was on the panel, Will, just to give us a flavor of the different perspectives? It was hosted by Dan Richards uh, from my firm's app, uh, and I was joined by a couple of fellow practitioners, uh, Sam Mitchum and uh, Lydia Reed Potter. It's quite interesting. I mean, both Lydia and, and Sam are, are at an earlier stage of, of their journey. But what was really interesting is that some of the experiences that they're encountering now were things that I encountered in my firm kind of 10 years ago. So it's kind of really reassuring for people like Sam and Lydia at the early stages of their firms to, to realize that actually you can go through all of the, the pain, you can make the mistakes around failure to implement, and you can still grow a firm and come out of it the other side. But equally to recognize the fact that we still have challenges now, we still have issues in terms of driving through things we want to change and, and do differently. So it's not it's not something that you ever grow out of. It's always it's always there. It's always something that we have to deal with. And I'm guessing no matter where you are on the journey with your firm or how big you are, failure to implement a lot of the time comes down to a, a failure of your people to adopt. You talked about buying, but it's getting people then to implement and adopt and take on and start to use and change and adapt the culture to whatever it is you're asking them to do. And I think that's why this focus on the client is so important, because actually, if, if we accept that everyone cares about the client, then if everybody understands that we're not changing a piece of technology for the sake of changing a piece of technology, we're changing it because it's going to have this positive impact on our client. Um, and, and then it's about just communicating and making sure that the team understand where you're at and what's going on and, and, and being open about the challenges that, that you experience as well. And final point on this, well, isn't technology and automation supposed to make things easier and free up time for accountants to do better with change projects and think more strategically what's going on it absolutely is but it's it's i, I talk a lot about kind of evolution of, of accounting firms particularly when it comes to tech and the the cycles that we go through i mean my journey as a firm we we, we started as an analog firm and we became an online firm and then we became a cloud accounting firm and then we became a digital firm now i'm talking about what's next in terms of we're going to be a human firm that's kind of evolution and and actually you've got firms have got to aim for the right target and and what we see is is you see it lots of times people say oh yeah i tried to use zero i tried to use quickbooks and it takes me longer to key the data in than it used to in sage desktop but they've answered the problem there because they're talking about keying data and the whole point is that that these systems aren't designed for keying data so you've got to change the process you've got to rethink the business model and this is where the strategic bit's got to be right in terms of what is it we're actually striving to achieve 
and being really clear on what it is you're trying to to implement and making sure you get it right because otherwise you do end up being less efficient and you're just spending money on technology that you're not using in the way it was designed to be used so it's making sure you get that right well, let's just wrap this up well this is best practice in accounting we make it a very practically focused show so what do accountants need to do to avoid a failure to implement in their firms i think the key thing that i left people with on the on the panel session yesterday is this idea that we have to think about these things in terms of of a project that means that we dedicate the resource we we have clear milestones we know exactly what it is we're trying to do we know why we're trying to do it and secondly think about what's the impact of client and don't enter don't put yourself in a position where there's a risk of failure to implement if what you're implementing isn't going to make a fundamental difference to what you do for your clients so it's it's firstly does it benefit the client in some way if not don't bother and if it does run it as a project so you make sure you deliver that value to your client yeah thank you will and i've got to ask you before we go uh, pronation you've been mentoring coaching clients for a long time now because in many ways you're further down the road than they are you've joined with carl reader and lucy coin to form pronation this is because accountants out there are crying out for practical help from seasoned professionals like you on areas such as this aren't they absolutely it's there's, there's so much noise um and and that's it, it's it's an extension of this community and collaboration so there's lots of it and there's lots of places for firms to go and sometimes there's people are using communities or facebook groups or whatever to get the advice they need so we kind of call it crowdsourcing advice and particularly when we're talking about kind of technology and crowdsourcing app advice it's kind of the wrong place to start because you're asking a question without giving in the context of what it is you're trying to achieve. So what we hope with with Carl and, and Lucy and I, um, there's there's three people that that are running very different firms. We've all we've all built good, successful firms, but we've all done it in different ways. We've got different angles. We target different markets. But in in talking about the, the planning around this, what, what was very apparent is that we've all faced exactly the same mistakes. We've all made exactly the same errors along the way. So collectively, there's a huge amount of, of value, insight, understanding, solutions, um, and most importantly, a willingness to share the stuff that didn't work. So what we hope is that, that by bringing those three voices together, we can provide alternative views, but consistent messaging. Um, so we're really excited by, by what the opportunity is to, to really make a fundamental difference to the way firms uh, think and, and get access to the advice they need to help them grow their accounting firms and bookkeeping businesses. And that is the value proposition there. Three heads are better than one in a way. It's okay hearing from one voice, one guru, but you only get one interpretation and one path that they followed. And there's a lot of hype out there. Accountants uh, of all levels and sizes are going to be able to tap into different levels of this community when it launches in a, the next few weeks, will, won't they? Absolutely, that's the plan. So we 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 hope that we've got something for, for different firms, different stages of development, different sizes. Uh, clearly, regardless of the size of firm as i mentioned a moment ago everybody faces the same challenges but the way you deal with them are perhaps slightly different based on the level of evolution you're at the number of team members you've got and so on but uh, we've got a breadth of experience between us we've we've got firms up to kind of 70 70 or so staff so we've done most of that journey uh, in various forms so uh, so we're really excited to to get that launched in in the coming weeks sounds great looking forward to it will final thanks so much for being part of the best practice in accounting show today Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Best Practice in Accounting. 
leading the discussion on firms that are standing out, winning work and becoming the top performers in the accounting and fintech world. Brought to you by DEX.